0: Hi, this is Annalise and Jaden, and welcome to a podcast about the intersections of bioethics and psychiatry. Today we're going to talk about autonomy and the questions surrounding age of consent, specifically in the context of medicines for depression, anxiety, ADHD, and mental illnesses of the sort. The big questions we will be trying to tackle are, should children be able to receive medicine without their parents' consent if they are under 18?, Who specifies and what if the parents are unable to make this decision? In which cases should the child decide, especially if their parents are against medicine for mental health issues that this person is experiencing? And finally, how does this have to do with the stigma of mental health?
1: The legal aspect is only one part of this dilemma it spreads incredibly ethical as well, no matter what the law says. Specifically, it usually depends on specific state laws. In New Mexico, an unemancipated minor 14 years of age or older who has the capacity to consent may give consent of medically necessary health care if the minor is living apart from the minor's parents or legal guardian or just a parent. However, New Mexico is ahead of in this aspect because a study done about the percentages of minors that are able to make medicine, des- medical decisions for themselves are only about 50 percent of the U.S. and and of the United States have had consistent laws that allowed for minors to make
0: these decisions. So let's go a little deeper into this. This specific study we're talking about examined U.S. state laws regarding parental and adolescent decision making for substance use and mental health inpatient outpatient treatment. There were four categories, inpatient drug, outpatient drug health, inpatient mental health, and outpatient mental health. The results showed that only 18 Sorry, only 18 states, which is about 35%, were consistent in consent requirements across treatment type and modality. For mental health treatment, of the 26 and 24 states that specified a minimum of age for minor consent for mental health treatment, three and six states specified a minimum age of 13 years old or less for inpatient and outpatient treatment, respectively. It was assumed that all states allowing minors to consent for treatment would do so only if the minor was deemed competent to provide informed consent. Same goes for the parents if they're the ones making these decisions, they're only able to make it if they're deemed competent, so not cognitively challenged, they don't abuse drugs, etc. So now we're getting to more of the bioethical part of this because who decides when someone is old enough and is there scientific research to back up which age is a good age to make this decision?
1: Well, most of the debate concerns the cognitive abilities of an adolescent to make these decisions that affect their long term well being. Initial evidence for minor competence was based on research surrounding cognitive development, which said that children as young as 12 years old were capable of formal oper- operational reasoning. Similarly, minors as young as 14 years of age didn't differ significantly from adults in their reasoning and understanding of hypothetical medical treatment information or in their judgments about hypothetical situations involving risky behaviors.
0: And the important part of this is that allowing adolescents to access care privately and without parental consent removes important barriers for adolescents who need to receive this help without suffering potentially negative consequences that would come with the parents' knowledge of the problem. It's hard because these differing state laws reflect the tension between protecting the right of a minor to seek confidential treatment for substance use or mental health concerns, but also the right of parents to protect the health and the welfare of their children as their parental responsibilities.
1: Right. And there's also the problem of healthcare. Even if it was legal for the child to seek confidential treatment for mental health issues, would they be able to because of insurance reasons or even have the money to get this treatment?
0: Yeah, it's definitely tricky. There are so many parents who are really against medicine for their children for differing reasons, but in doing so, they often hold their children back from things that they want to do or difficulties they're having at school. Uh, quote, if your child has been diagnosed with ADHD and is struggling, he probably needs medication, end quote, says Stephen Copps, MD, an ADHD specialist in Macon, Georgia. He also says, quote, medication is the cornerstone, cornerstone of therapy. It's appropriate for most children with diagnosable ADHD. It's not a last resort, end quote.
1: And another quote that we found pretty interesting on this topic was from Dr. Silver, who's a, a doctor who specializes in ADHD medicine. He said that parents often tell him that his that their child does not need meds at home because they can quote handle these behaviors there. In response, he says, if I at if they I ask if they spend a lot of time telling their child to quote sit still, stop jumping on the couch, leave your sister alone, or stop interrupting me when I'm on the phone. If the answer is yes, I tell them you may be living with these behaviors, but you're not tolerating them. Think about what you're doing to your child's self-esteem.
0: Yeah, it's that's really interesting. Well, we hope you've learned some more about um, this bioethical dilemma that's so tricky and really prevalent in our society. And we urge you to think about these questions we asked today and to go a little deeper into it as well. Even if there's no right or wrong answer, it's important que- to question these things as they really do affect all of us. Thank you.